Kia ora and welcome to another episode of Get a Job and Get Healthy with Costas Enterprise. Uh, this is a well overdue episode, unfortunately I have been a little bit slack the last five weeks um, since my last episode. Uh, I did say at that time I was going to talk about a giveaway, um, I'm going to be honest I've had a little bit on my mind and haven't really thought about much uh, about the giveaway and my original plan was to give away a MetaMask but um, at the moment that's been a bit of a change uh, so that's not going to happen now um, so it'll probably be something along the lines of giving away myself as my services um, and you know if you want to enter that you're more than welcome to um, I will try to think up the, the results by next week uh, and hopefully have another episode for you uh, this episode is going to be more about you know what's been going on in my life what's changed what hasn't changed why I haven't been uh, so active. Uh, before we get into it, uh, what we will do is we will just talk about uh, the very happy things, which is how you can get in touch with me, how you can view my stuff, um, and all the other fun, enjoyable things. So first of all, you can always email me at doncostas at gmail.com, that's D-O-N for Nike, C-O-S-T-A-S at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact me uh, via my Instagram and my Twitter, uh, all of which is at the Kiwi Don. Um, I'm more than happy to hear from you guys there. Uh, and finally, the last thing you can do is you can actually also go to my website, uh, which is www.costasenterprisebusiness.blog, um, and you can sort of read my previous blog posts that I've posted about the stuff. And yeah, so let, let's go through what's been happening. So first and foremost, um, I am currently going through a, a, a bit of a, um, it's not a breakdown, um, it's its more a um, emotional mountain, uh, I suppose we could call it. Um, something has happened in my personal life which has, just over the last sort of two weeks, um, which has basically drained me both emotionally and uh, physically and mentally Um, it is to do with my mother Uh, unfortunately she is quite sick Um, she was in hospital because she had a fall um, and was in for a week and of course that puts a lot of strain on me uh, going in and out and uh, you know it's it's not exactly the easiest process also going from sort of her place in Miramar to my place in Brooklyn then to the hospital sometimes multiple times in a day um, and so when she came out it was like yay she's come out she's feeling better and then two days later she went back in um, this time with pneumonia um, and as you guys know she is quite sick um, we didn't realize how sick and when they called me when she came back again two days later uh, they were basically saying that she is effectively on her deathbed um, and I thought it'd be best to sort of talk about this stuff because as you guys know you are my you are like my counsellors um, and as such I like to talk to you guys about everything and yeah it was very much like a um, it was a very hard experience now at the moment she's still not out of the woods so there is a possibility but it's been a couple of days it's been about been about another week um, since all of this sort of happened, and as such, she is 
kind of on the mend, but they don't want to officially say yes or no. Um, it's been quite hard on me. Um, it brought back a lot of feelings about my father when dad passed away. Um, I had to be the bearer of bad news to a lot of people and call them and let them know that dad had passed. This time it's more I'm calling people to say, hey, you know, there's a possibility mum could go. Um, is there anything you want to say to her just in case? Um, and yeah, we've had a lot of love come from the people um, that, you know, are, are close to mum. Um, and some that are not super close to mum, but still, you know, good, good, good family members or good, good friends of mum. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's been really, it, it has been really draining, very hard, um, dealing, processing with the emotions. Um, I know with my last sort of podcast, last, I think it was last episode, maybe the episode before, um, I was talking about how I felt about with my father um, and that I had, uh, you know, I always had ongoing concerns with how he might have felt about me uh, as a man and growing up and all that sort of stuff. Um, it brought back a lot of that sort of thing as well. Um, my father sort of passed away before I got a chance to grow up and before he got to see me become the man that I am now. Um in this instance, uh, it got me crying because it was um, not so much that, but it was my mum uh, potentially going before she'd have a chance to see me get married, have kids, that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, for a family like our family, it's a very big thing um, to carry on your traditions, to carry on your your, your line um, uh, of having kids and, and having a marriage and all that sort of thing. So yeah it was very um it was very hard and it was because of her medical issues it was you know we were looking at putting her into a home and you know being told a little bit later that hey no she she may actually pass away and it was like oh shit so you know before me taking any time to actually realize how impactful that was I was like wait what do I do do I do I have to move back home do I have to you know, do I still sell the house like we were thinking about doing to pay for the, the care? But, like, like, what do I do, you know? And so all of these emotions, all these thoughts that I didn't even think were and should be popping into my head were. Um, and I, I'm going to be completely open and honest. I, you know, I was crying pretty badly, um, which is also a different thing for me. Um, since I started going to the counsellor, that's when I started opening up. Usually I would be holding this shit in and I would cry behind closed doors. I wouldn't tell anybody. Um, now I, I'm in the position where I know I have to share that stuff and say, hey, look, I, I need to talk to someone and I need to say, hey, mate, I, I really need a shoulder to cry on. I really need a hug, you know. And so I think as a man going through the journey that I've been going through recently, it's, it's really, really huge that more men hear that. More men hear that it's okay to have, you know, these feelings, and it's okay to share those feelings. Um, I, I, I am a big avid believer in that as well. Um, as I said, at, at the moment we're still not out of the way. We're still not out of the uh, the works, um, and that's only been the last two weeks. And you know, the previous sort of three weeks, I've been thinking, you know, 
what do I want my next podcast episode to be? You know, I was gonna, I was planning on making it this big. Well, we'll do a giveaway. We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. Um, I, I sort of lacked off a bit and just sort of thought, you know, I want to focus on doing what I'm doing. Um, one of the things I did do is I was a bit busy with my course that I was doing. Um, I have finished my first paper uh, in the Starting Your Own Business course. I was really, really lucky, so uh, I'm going to be the first to admit that I am really stupid when it comes to these things. I don't study over, you know, a couple of months. I study the last night, the day it's fucking due, um, or the day before it's due so I can do the assignment the day it's due. Which is exactly what I fucking did, doesn't it? Um, not really the best idea. I would had this big plan. Each time I submit a assignment, I'm not doing that again. Next thing you know, here it comes. Alex goes, oh, yeah, cool, cool. Oh, oh shit, time, time, time. Next thing you know, it all, it all goes to shit again. Um, so I have... I submitted my assignments. Um, overall, for the paper, I got a total of 91%, so an A+. Um... It just really helped knowing, you know, like like when I was writing my answers, I, I got told, you know, I got a lot of 100% for for my Module 2 assignment. I basically got a full 100% of everything that I did. They were really happy with what I submitted. Um, on my third assignment, which was Module 3 and 4 of the Starting Your Business, um, I actually, because I did exactly what I said I was doing, I left it to the last minute. I couldn't actually finish it, um, and so had I finished it, I may have gotten a full 100, uh, or very, very close to it, and I ended up getting 89%, so I had one, my first assignment, I was 84%, um, my second assignment was 100%, and my third assignment was 80, uh, 89%, but I think if I'd finished it, I would have potentially gotten 90 Four ninety-five, possibly a hundred, um, which is quite good. But it it helps me realize that you know I can study this way, um, and I now know how to present my arguments when I'm writing something. So it, it has been quite helpful to me doing that sort of stuff as well. But yeah, really happy to get the ninety-one percent. Um, uh, it gave me that little bit of joy, that little bit of happiness. Um, that I was needing because I didn't think I was going to be able to do everything. I actually thought the way things were going with mum um, over the last couple of months that I had done the wrong thing by even signing up to a course and I'll never get to finish it. Um, but, you know, I pushed through and that's what I know I need to. And so the courses part two has just started up and as I've said, I am literally physically, emotionally, and um, mentally exhausted, so I won't be starting that sort of today or tomorrow, um, I will try to start it on the weekend, um, I've basically been going to the hospital and working from home in the hospital, uh, which is an interesting experience in itself, given that you never actually get the right Wi-Fi and all that sort of stuff, which is nothing against the... Uh, nothing against the hospital at all like you know you've got to remember that they're not required to provide free wi-fi but they do um and it doesn't have to be a massive amount uh, but you know i appreciate what's there um so yeah it's been an interesting experience um 
trying to get through everything, uh, breaking the news to my team uh, on the weekend. So all of this pretty much happened over the the main big thing with mum mainly happened on Thursday last week, so exactly a week ago, um, when I was planning on getting everything sorted. Um, for those that don't know, there was the uh, uh, I, you guys know that I like playing Fortnite, and what I had done was I had to cover. Uh, sorry, it was Saturday, wasn't Saturday? Um, basically, I covered the cares that mum needed for one of the days that uh, her worker was a little bit sick unfortunately and I said yep cool I'll cover it Um, I was already tired but then that night I was like right I I have to level up in Fortnite. I've got to get level 200 because the new season starts at 7am and I was up till about 2am playing Fortnite, trying to level up doing what I was doing Um, and then I get a call from the doctor basically saying hey you need to come in it's pretty serious she has pneumonia and I was like where the fuck did she get pneumonia from you know it's like we only we put it they've suggested that it came from home but realistically she was in the hospital most of the week before uh, up until two days before so I doubt very much that it came from home um, I feel like it's more like she picked it up while she was in hospital so yeah uh, it's been a very very weird couple of weeks um as I said I've been pretty full on but also really tired uh I've noticed a few things about myself that I'm not happy with um including my eating my weight just my general feeling of meh so I'm working on trying to change that as well um yeah it's 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 just one of those things where I know I need to make those changes and now it's just making those changes and going through with them. Um, I miss my partner incredibly at the moment. Um, There's nothing more I want to do than hold her in my arms and just, you know, cry, cry in front of her. Um, uh, Like just hugging her so that I've got that support. Uh, It's actually quite hard to, you know, being being where I am at the moment where I don't have my support network around me it's it's very very hard to sort of keep a brave face and um, all that sort of thing and and we've got our new manager uh, at work and you know it was like literally our first meeting nine o'clock on a Tuesday when we all come back from a a public holiday I'm like oh yeah so by the way um, mum might be dying and I'm working from home at the hospital and I'm an emotional wreck at the moment, so yeah, I apologise if I'm an arsehole, um, basically, uh, because that is what I, that, one of the things I've identified with myself is, when it comes to grief, when it comes to loss, when it comes to anything like that, I can become quite abrupt and quite an arsehole, and I don't know how to deal with it that way. Now, that is only since I started going with uh, the the counselling, before that, I'd push it aside, yeah, guys, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I was not fine, but, you know, I I would tell people I was fine, so, realising that about myself, and going, hey, guys, just a heads up, I can be a bit of a dick when this sort of thing happens, I'm probably going to be that way for a little while, I apologise in advance, Um, I've noticed that, I've talked about this before with with my father's passing, and the anniversary, usually around the anniversary, I feel the, I'm exactly the same way, I'm a bit of an asshole. I'm not going to lie. Um, 
I'm very abrupt, I can't really take people's shit, um, and if you want something from me and it's it's not really important or it's minuscule, it's not something that I, that, that I really care about, I will usually just palm it off and not do it or I'll wait till I feel better to do it. Um, it's been a bit, uh, it's something that I am trying to work on, but um, it is still one of those things that I am trying to work on. <laughs> and trying being the operative word. Uh, Other than that, business has been okay. I've had a couple more ideas of stickers and stuff that I'm going to do, and I'm trying to sort of build those. Um, I am primarily focusing on doing what I need to do to keep myself mentally safe, uh, given the stuff that I'm going through with mum, but also trying to get her prepared just in case. the doctors have sort of told me that now that she might be back home in about five to ten days, which is very surprising given what they were saying before, um, but they're still saying it's touch and go, so it's kind of like being told, you know, oh yeah, you got this nice hot pie, but it might be a little bit cold on the inside, so you're like, well, is it hot or is it cold? It's like, oh, we, yeah, we, we don't really know, but it's hot or cold, you know, so a stupid analogy, I know, but it's the best way I can think of it at the moment, it's like, you're in that sort of area where you're being told one thing they're telling you also another thing but until you bite until you know you don't fucking know so um it's really really weird um and not the way it should have should be but hey that's life unfortunately um i'm using all of my past experiences to try and make her comfortable to try and also be a bit mindful Um, One of the books that I was reading a while ago, uh, it was basically talking about, it's a very Zen book, it's a very Buddhism type book, and what it is, is it's basically learning to, learning to let the person go by giving them permission to go, and some of you out there will listen to them and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And other people will be like, you can't let them go. It's like, well, no, you have to learn to let them go. Like, you have to learn to, to give them permission to leave. If they are in pain, if they are in, if they are sick, if they are not well, consciously, without telling them, you don't have to tell them, but if you can tell them, it, it does help. But you, you kind of have to let them go and let them and let them know that they are allowed to go. Now, you can do that via many ways. You can talk to them. You can tell them. You can, and this is where we sound a little bit airy-fairy, but trust me, it's out there. You can give them permission to go through your through your aura, through your feelings, and also through your mannerisms. Like, you know, you try to make them as comfortable as possible. Every time you leave them, you you, you know, if you leave the room, you tell them, that you love them, you know, you, 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 you say there's nothing more to worry about, you know, they, they, if they need to go, they need to go, and not to hold on to anything, like, I'm going to be completely open and honest here, at the moment, the only thing my mum sort of has around her is me, um, there's not much else, like, we don't have grandkids, we don't have anything like that, there's no, you know, there's no auntie, there's no uncles, there's no brothers or sisters to, to, to hang on to, there's no husband, um, there's no aunties, no uncles, not really, and so 
I, I was reading in this book that you know it's if you can give them permission to go and also believe it in your heart as well um, then you know it will if something does happen then it happens and you know they can know that you were at peace and they were at peace as well like some some people they without knowing it subconsciously they hold on for you know whatever subconscious reason that they're thinking and if you put their mind at ease when they're in pain when they're sick you know it's like you're 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 giving them that power back so that they can go you know what I'm not well I would be better off somewhere else um and and that's hard to sort of come to that realization in that moment that I had to to go you know what I I remember the last thing I said to my dad was I love you and I kissed him on his forehead uh, as I went away um, and then he went to then he was driving that was it that was the last last thing I said to my husband and last thing I said to my dad there's no nothing else I could say there's no more else I could say in that moment um, that would have been better than I love you and I said it but I still feel guilt and I feel guilt because even though I said I love you and I meant it of course because I do I loved him I never got a chance to you know follow up on what he wanted me to follow up on he was a a photographer he was a leather worker he did all these little hobbies and I never showed an interest so that's something that I've always got to you know live with is I never got that I never took the interest I never I never took that time to sit with him and learn about his hobbies learn about what he is that that made him the happy guy that he was at times he was sometimes very angry but for the times when I saw he was happy that's what it was and so with mum after I acknowledged that I started taking an interest in you know some of her things that she's into she's into jewelry and gems and all that sort of stuff you know I got an interest in jewelry and gems and all that sort of thing as well um but we knew dad was sick we knew dad was sick and if I'd read this book back when I was 18 I wouldn't have understood it um I understand it now obviously because I've grown up I've realized but at the same time I don't think the man I was or sorry, the boy I was, let's be real, I was 18, um, would have been able to accept and to say, you know what, Dad, I know you're in pain, I give you permission to go if something happens. I remember many times seeing Dad sitting in the, sorry, lying in in a hospital bed, tubes in his mouth, tubes in his nose, IV drips in like after each heart attack, water retention periods. Like he was, he was a very sick man. And if I could go back in time, knowing what I know now, I would, I would hold his hand as my 18-year-old self and say, "Dad, I love you." But I would have thought, if you need to go, go peaceful. Don't hold on. I'll look after Mum. And I wish I had the courage to do that back then. But I'm proud that I was able to have the permission and the courage to do that now. Like, my mum might pull through. 
I know this is sounding very bad, like she's going to go, she's going to go. I'm being a realist. I'm, I'm, I've spoken to two doctors since it happened, and one doctor was like, look, it's imminent. I've had the other doctor say, look, she could come out, but... So it's, it's very similar, like, I, I'm being realistic that I would love her to be okay, but she's very sick. You know, she's got a lot of problems at the moment, and... I'm just, I mean, yes, I hope she pulls through. I hope she gets better. But it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And that's the sad thing. And so, saying to her that, you know, because she doesn't, she, she's, she was completely spaced out when it happened. And for the last couple of days, she doesn't realize how bad she is and how bad she has been. She's like, oh, they, they were saying I need a thing. It's like, mum, you're on oxygen 24-7. You know, like, you've got to realize you're not well. You've been bedridden for the last seven days. Like, you can't literally move out of bed. Oh, no, but the doctor said I'm going to go home. I said, well, the doctor said you might go home. But everyone else is saying probably not yet. So it's like having to deal with that as well is, is pretty hard. Like <coughs> knowing that you may never go back to your home. But then little things were popping into my head like, oh my God, that's the last time me and mum would ever go for a drive. Oh my God, that's the last time we would ever, you know, have dinner together uh, unassisted. Like I'm, I'm feeding her at the moment. Like she, she, she literally can't hold the knife or fork properly without coughing and sputtering and what sort of thing. So it's like I'm realistic. I'm being completely open and honest that I'm surprised she's lasted a week. And I I, I feel bad saying that. I feel bad thinking that. Like I know I should be like, no, she's gotta pull through, she's gotta pull through, but if I don't at least wake myself up and go, hey, she may come through, but then when's the next time it's going to happen? Is it going to be two days later, like this time? Is it going to be a year from now, a month from now, a week from now, a day from now? Like, I have no idea when this is going to happen. And she's just too sick for us to do much about it. Like, they basically said to me, the ICU turned around and said we will not take her her heart's down her liver's down, her kidneys are down her lungs are filled, like half of her lungs have the infection half and this is in a week this developed because they showed me both chest x-rays like it's scary it's scary and so I'm still in the mindset that I just want her to be comfortable. I want her to be healthy. I want her to be happy. But also, I understand. Like, it's it's she's not well. She is not well. So it's mentally preparing myself for what could come. Does it? Should, do I want it to come? No, of course not. I want her to be around for, you know, me and my partner's wedding. Me and my partner's kids. But 
she's just too sick. They can't pump the they can't pump the bacteria out because if they do, she's on oxygen for the rest of her life. She's on dialysis for the rest of her life. We don't want that. She doesn't want that. I'm not going to break. I'm, I'm not going to stop her. I've got I've got enduring power of attorney. Now, for those that don't know, enduring power of attorney kicks in when your um, uh, when the person that you've got enduring power of attorney has uh, an incident. It needs to be activated and all that sort of stuff. So, at the moment, it is not activated because she's still in her right frame of mind. Um, she's still able to cope for herself, but at the same time. I've been having little thoughts about like, oh God, what's going to happen if they ask me, do we turn off the oxygen? Can I answer that? Can I even fucking consider that? Like, you know, it's 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 not an easy place to be. It's not an easy way to think. And as I said, I don't have my support network. My mum is one of my support networks. My partner is away and most likely to be away for a couple of months. Like, there is a lot going on. And so, yeah, it's really got me thinking a lot about what to do next. But I'll I'll keep through it. I'll, I'll keep doing what I can and I'll try my best to be the good son and make her as comfortable as possible and you know everything like that because if I'm not then what am I even doing what I'm doing for you know why am I even doing what I'm doing so yeah (laughs) I mean that's 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 what's been going on in Alex's mind and thoughts so I'll try to think a bit more on the giveaway stuff. Um, I mean, this is episode 94, I believe. Maybe 95. I'll, I'll, it'll be in the show notes, basically. Um, MetaMasks is changing quite significantly. Um, jump along to their Discord. The link's in the, in the thing. Um, shout out to my MetaMasks. I haven't told them any of this stuff yet. Um when they listen to this they will probably figure it out and yeah it's it's a great support network i love the support network of the metamask community uh we're every we're all all for one one for all um my other support network like i I talk to my partner every day um i have to uh otherwise i go insane um, I have contacted my previous boss, who was my other support network. She's been fantastic. She's been like texting me every day, like, "Hey, are you okay? Do you need me?" You know, and and some of my other friends who I haven't heard of from, from years are texting me like, "Bro, are you okay?" Like, you know, it, it's it's huge. It's huge, and I can't say thank you enough to them um, because at the end of the day, like, they are my family, they are my support, they are not just my friends, I have no other family, I've got my mum and me, that's it, my cousins, I don't talk to them, so they're not part of it, I've got some Australian cousins that I know a little bit, but they don't know everything that's going on, 
so yeah fun times at the uh, at the Costas household I suppose you could say um I, I don't expect anything from anybody as well like I don't expect anybody to to hit me up and be like hey bro you're okay I got you you know like I know you guys are listening and to me that is more than enough um I really appreciate you guys listening because there are times when I just need to vent like what I'm doing now I'm, I've been talking for 32 minutes on this shit and I haven't really had a chance to talk about it I didn't want to talk about it I um, wanted to keep this shit locked inside but if I do that then you know what I go the same way of old Alex and I don't want to be old Alex anymore, the guy that keeps everything in when he really should go, hey guys, I need help, hey guys, I need to talk, hey guys, is anybody there for me, because I know you guys are there for me, now, you don't have to be physically there for me, you don't have to call me, you don't have to text me, you don't have to do anything like that, just listen, listen, that's so huge to me, Um, because if I don't have you guys to listen to, then I'm stuck in my own mind which my own mind is an interesting place it's not a fantastic place but it's it's a place Um, but I want to say as always um, thank you guys I love you as always and good luck Um, more details on the prize giveaway hopefully next week Um, it, it will be before my 100th episode which is coming up um what more to say as I said I love you guys I truly do and goodbye